Welcome to Category Is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back for yeah. another week. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, Marty? Pretty good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Good. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was all right. Um, just all right. Just all right. You okay. know, I'm always busy. I'm trying to think about what I did this weekend. Hmm. What did I do? Friday. It was a pretty uneventful weekend. Okay. Well, I that's mean, good. I, I was busy, though. I helped a friend move. Mm-hmm. I helped a friend paint. Uh, a like, different friend. Okay. Paint. Uh, like an apartment or like her paint house. pictures? Okay. Uh, you know, like walls. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we made autumnal foods. <laughs> okay. Well. Butternut squash. Well, and... no, my one friend made butternut squash okay. soup from scratch. Okay. It was delicious. Yeah. With the, I can never say it. Gruyere. 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 Gruyere, yeah. Gruyere. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to pronounce shit. <laughs> Gruyere cheese. Cheese, yeah. And a creme fraiche. It was absolutely tasty. Did she put apples in the. In her broth. I think she did roasted carrots. Okay. But okay. it was tasty, tasty, tasty. Okay. I like uh, apples. She sent me the recipe. Yeah. So I'm going to try to replicate it okay. in the instant pot. Okay. Uh, she did hers in the Dutch oven. But I made uh, a food that was peak caucasity. <laughs> um, I made a rendition of <laughs> macaroni and cheese. But. With apples and onions in it. That doesn't. It was that des- doesn't even go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a desecration of mac and cheese, but Velveeta saved the day. So, you got to put Velveeta in it. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I stuck to the true recipe. Well, the apples and the onions are not true to mac and cheese. But this was a a a, a version I found on some website. Okay. And it looked really tasty, and it was actually pretty edible. But it was just so, <laughs> it was so different from what you're used to. Exactly. Like traditional mac and cheese. Yeah, because they were like, bake it for eight to 10 minutes. I was what? like, not 45 minutes? <laughs> you know, it's no paprika yeah. on top. So, but it was all still good. I liked using the cavatappi. Yeah, I like that instead of just the regular elbow. It, it catches the cheese. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that was good. Yeah. And then my other friend, she just messed up the whole theme. She was supposed to make uh, an autumnal dish. Mm-hmm. But she made this really good, though. It was good. Did not go with the theme. Uh, but I did have it today for leftovers. What was uh, it? Some Mongolian beef. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's fall in Mongolia. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But the beef was good. Was this like a early Friendsgiving? Or? It wasn't even. It was like, ooh, let's get together and paint. Okay. But with this particular uh, friend group, Every time we get together, there's an abundance of food. Okay. Like, there's, like, That's... enough for a homeless shelter. Yeah. <laughs> and we end up just, you know, exchanging and eating off of it. Taking, yeah, the whole week. yeah. Okay. So, it was well, a fun good. time. That we painted. Good. We have to go back and finish my homegirl's baseboards. <laughs> oh, that, that takes a long time. Because <laughs> you have drip, to... We drip paint all over her floors. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, that sucks. Hope she gets it up in time. Yeah, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. The weather wasn't too bad this... Oh, it wasn't too good this weekend. Was it? Was it cold? It was like cold and rainy. Oh, it was wet. Yeah, so it was like wet on, especially on Saturday it was. And so, you know, just stayed in. I binged watched a TV show on Amazon Prime. What? It's called The Man in the High Castle. Is that like a, a period drama? It is. So it's um it's a period drama and it's an alternate reality. And so it's like a dystopian kind of future. And so... Like the, the Hunger Games? Kind of, but the premise is that in World, World War Two. The Nazis won instead of the U.S. and the Allies. So 
How is that different than real life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that was well, really insensitive, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so like the Japanese and the um, German power, they're in power. They like split the United States into half. And oh, so gosh. it's like this power struggle between the two sides. And it's really odd because they don't, they have black people, but because, you know, like the Nazis are, you know, white supremacy and things like right. that. Um, but the middle of the country, like the Rockies, basically, like, like Denver, yeah, like that, like that is called the neutral zone. And that's where like all the minorities and like people who aren't, you know, white or Japanese kind of settle. Don't sound so. too bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to make that happen. I know. But it's, it was actually a good show because it's just like this, you know, you kind of just wonder like, what if? And so it kind of gives you like a, a version or take on like what would happen if that's, interesting. that's how history played out. So I just feel like people in those dystopian genres are always mm-hmm. like divided into factions and groups. Yeah. And then are like forced to fight for scarce resources. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that too. It's like, oh, so boring. Yeah. But it it is set in the 60s, I believe. Oh. So, yeah. No Martin Luther King then? Well, <laughs> you know, without giving too much away, there is a little Martin Luther King situation i might have to check it out it's actually really good i the funny thing is i couldn't remember like if i had seen all of the second season because season two came out in 2016 so that was you know a couple years ago oh it's three seasons yeah oh never mind i'm not watching it and so it's only 10 episodes though you can catch it really that's that's 10 hours of my time yeah but it's good though like it goes by (laughs) really fast and so i watched well so i couldn't remember if i saw the second season so i started the second season over again because you know it had been a couple years since it'd been on and so then I realized, like, I was on episode seven. So I watched the entire, I watched seven episodes. And then I realized I've seen this all before. Because something, like, very specific happens in, like, the seventh episode. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, I just wasted my entire day mm-hmm, really watching did. this show. But, yeah, but other than, but while I was doing that, I was also, like, making um, cards. Because, you know, that's my little crafty hobby. So okay. I made, you know, I had some... Like that engagement party we went to, I made a card for that. You um, gonna give mahogany cards a run for their money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving white people black cards. It's the funniest. It thing. probably makes them feel uncomfortable. It does. It's just it makes me laugh. You yeah. Know? It makes me laugh. I can see that. I can see that. But it's just you know it's funny. Try it sometime. I don't buy cards anymore. I make all my well, cards from scratch. Make your little characters black or whatever. Well, okay, I'll try that next time. But yeah, but that was pretty much my weekend. I That's just it. did that and. That Speaking of another Amazon show, not mm-hmm. to run off and not to be like hyping up Amazon, but I got into this show called The Romanoffs. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. It's an anthology. Mm-hmm. I like it because unlike you, I cannot sit for 10 hours and then, this, you know, seventh hour in realize I've seen all that. Crap. Yeah. It's an anthology. So each episode is an hour long. I don't think I would like that. And the characters are different. It's a mm-hmm. different story beginning and it really helps with my ADD. I don't feel committed to the characters. I feel like I can, you know, watch one episode and get up and go. Uh, but it's really good because there's a through line mm-hmm. or all the episodes are somehow connected. Connected, but leads. not, okay. But it's not like the, the major arc of the character or the yeah, story. I don't think I would like that. Oh, I love it. Because it takes a long time to develop these characters. I don't I mean, think, is I mean, it an hour long? It's an hour, I think like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, episode. no, that's not, a, that's not enough time to me to like develop oh, and get that. engaged and be invested in like their development their story but it's about the russians the romanov family but it's good mm-hmm. 
well, I'll check it out because I I finished um, the Man in the High Castle, so I need something else to watch. And well, there the you go. So maybe I'll get into that. Right. But first, let's get into these drinks. Yes, into these cocktails. Yeah. What, what you, you drinking? So tonight I made um, a cocktail. I think I'm going to post that. I took a picture of it because... So I found the recipe on Pinterest. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be called Black Magic. This drink ain't hardly black. It's not black at all. So it's blackberries, um, some vodka, and a little bit of like lemonade. This look like a V8. <laughs> That's exactly. I feel like I'm drinking tomato juice. It doesn't look like a V8. You need to call this vampire's blood. Or yeah, because it looked like it looks like blood. It doesn't look black. Because on the pictures on Pinterest, it's very dark and very black. Mm. But I don't I know. See you got this us drinking crazy. out of these soggy ass paper straws. <laughs> you, do you is this, does this household ban uh, plastic straws? Yeah, we're limiting plastic here. Oh, that's BS. Mm-hmm. These soggy, they, look, I've only been drinking this drink for five minutes and the straw is soggy as hell. Yeah, but you know, it's biodegradable, so it's for good for the straws. environment. Oh, they're the worst. I mean, it works. But yeah, so I but think the I'm, drink is tasty. The drink is good, so I think I'm going to post it for the listeners to, you know, drink along with us. Did you muddle the blackberries? I put them in my blender. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't muddle them by hand? No, I wasn't doing all that. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. But, okay. It's a, it's a bloody consistency, though. Yeah. So we'll change the name. We'll call it what? Witch's that, Blood, Vampire Blood, something, something blood. like that. It matches the uh, the Halloween theme mm-hmm. now that we're at the end of October. Yeah. It's quite good, though. So, okay. yeah, we should post the recipe so if you guys want to try it, you can give us some feedback. Yeah, I'll do that. Yes. Well, let's get into these categories, categories. for the week. Let's, yeah. let's make it to the ball. Let's not be late. <laughs> You got your tickets to the ball? Tickets to the ball. All right. Hit us with the first category. What you got? The first category is going to be, do we need a white man to win? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I need something more creative. Need something more, something yeah. Something more creative. White girls. <laughs> white girls first time at the ball. At the ball. Uh, okay. Walking body. I don't. Body? I don't even know why I came yeah, up with that. Doesn't no, make sense. Totally random. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the point. Yeah. Do you? There's been some discussion recently about. I think Michael Avenatti, who I just think is. Who's that? He is Stormy Daniels' lawyer. <laughs> okay. So I think he's just a joke. I think he's kind of cute though. That aside. Right. Wait. 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 Pause. Yeah. You think he's cute? A little bit. But you don't think Corey Stoll's cute? Who is that? Okay, listeners. Corey Stoll was the senator oh, on, his, on season one uh-huh, of House, House of, of Cards. Cars. And he's also on an episode of the Romanoffs. And I think that he's a very, very attractive man. He is, but his something's wrong with his ears. Or not wrong with his ears. His ears are like differently shaped. and He's I, a really regular, schmegular looking he dude. Is, yeah. I mean, he's just your average dad bod. But I think he's like tall. Right. You know, he gives you, you know, like a little bald the, head. The taller you are, the less attractive you have to be. <laughs> it's just like a rule. It's written somewhere. I mean... There's an inverse proportion to height, height and, and attractiveness. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, if you're like... Don't be like 6'10". Right. You could look like a wildebeest. And you'll still have... I mean, look at all these basketball players. That's true. Well, Ugly. they got money, though. True. So maybe it's the bank account, not necessarily true. the height. True. So. But yeah, back to the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael Avenatti was saying that he was possibly going to throw his hat in to run for president. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he feels as though... Ooh, I just bit myself. He said he, he feels as though 
we need a white man in order to defeat Trump. Mm. Now, I feel like this is kind of a controversial talking point. It is. Because I know that a lot of people at one point were wanting Oprah to run for president. Yeah, yeah. No, it's ridiculous. We don't need a celebrity. People were wanting Michelle. Michelle ain't want to be there as first lady. She ain't want to be there in the first place. Right. Okay. So, so, you know, she's not doing it. She said, hell no. (laughs) Hell to the no. But come by my book. (laughs) (laughs) Becoming Michelle Obama. Yeah, she's about to go on her book tour. I know. She's going to peddle this book. I know. Get them coins, girl. You know, I've heard people say that Kamala Harris should run. She would be a good, good one. People are saying that Cory Booker should run. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, think, I mean, I think Corey, Corey has a lot more affairs. Yeah, he needs to, you know, do some other things before he would decide to run. And I, I should just leave it at that. Right? I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I believe that you know, but I think he'd be a great candidate. I think he'd be a great candidate. He did very um, remarkable things for the city of Newark. He has. He 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 really did help Brick Newark. City, and you know. I think he has in a traditional politician what we want, which is just charisma, mm-hmm. uniqueness, nerve, <laughs> nerve and, and talent. talent. <laughs> you know, I mean, if this were real, oh, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop right. But he does have charisma. He does. He and is unique. He does. You know, he's not married, so that might be hard for him. Well, I mean, he was dating that Instagram poet what? who was Instagram like half poet. his age. So apparently, if you have to put Instagram in front of your job title, then that just loses all credibility to me. So she was this woman who was like in her 20s, young thing. She was cute, but all she, she was an Instagram poet. She posted like those inspirational quotes and like those little, you know, you've seen them, like everyone takes a screenshot and they just post like this quote mm-hmm. on Instagram. Right. She would do that and call it poetry. Oh, that's cute. That's not a job though. But, well, I mean, somebody's Instagram model but I make think, money. I mean, but I think it was like an arrangement because that was around the time they started dating. Around the time he was in consideration for the vice presidency or oh. the running mate for Hillary. Oh wow! Yeah, wasn't so, he dating Gail King allegedly? At one no, point? they're just good friends. Okay, well, you know, so not to speculate about Corey. I think that I do think that he'd be a good pick for president. But I'm of the thought. Or of the um, you know, the mm-hmm. group of people who is thinking similar to Michael Avenatti. I feel like it's too much to risk. You I... gotta make these folks comfortable. Just get another white man. No, in there. I disagree. Really? I really do. Because the thing with the last election and the thing I said even before that was that there needed to be someone black in the mix. Black in or order of color. to or of color, any kind of color. Okay. But primarily black in order to get people engaged invested and get them out to vote because as you saw with barack obama there were record numbers of people out voting registering to vote people of color who had never voted before because they felt like it did not they couldn't relate it you know they didn't connect with the candidate they didn't the candidates didn't represent them and so once barack obama came on the scene it was like oh shit he looks like me you know, he's from Chicago or, you know, he lives in Chicago. He's, you know, he's black. He's this, he's that, you know, and they he's just cool. had... He plays basketball. Yeah. He was young. He had, you know, he had Michelle. Swag. He had swag. He smoked weed, you know, he <laughs> did all these things, you know, and so people connected to him. And I think just in general, you need, and if you really want to get people of color engaged and involved, 
you have to connect with them on some kind of level. And I think that with with Hillary, I feel like people just didn't. She was a white woman. Like people weren't getting out to vote. Like they were just sitting in, you know. I think they were also just tired of the Clinton name. Right? I don't think so. Because if they were that, of the two choices, who was better? Well, you know, you know how I feel about those Bernie people. Forever mad. Forever mad. But um, they have a right to their opinion. They They do. And they they made their decisions and they helped contribute to put us where we are today. So thank you. Thank you, Bernie Mm -hmm. people. But my thing is with Obama, he's a once in a millennia candidate. Right. He had checked every single box of the perfect candidate. Mm -hmm. Right? He was a young senator, young young guy, black, from Hawaii. Like, it was just like, who the hell is this guy? He was was so perfect. Mm -hmm. He was was a celebrity candidate. Candidate. And unlike Trump, who was just a celebrity who became a candidate. Yeah. But like, Obama was like a rock star. Yeah. During the campaign. Mm Mm-hmm. And he he, he kind of had that fervor mm-hmm. in his campaign that yeah. people that really draw people to him. Yeah. Now I would love to see a woman president. I'd love to see a person of color, of color. as president. But I believe that there's not that one person that's perfect. Like even Kamala Harris. I love Kamala Harris. I've been following her since she was attorney general in you know California, mm-hmm. and I think she's brilliant. You know I've met her sister Maya. Oh, okay. And you know just she's come from a great family. Mm-hmm. She'd be an awesome candidate, but, but I think that one women are judged harder than men. Proof in Hillary. That's true. Yeah, and also I hate to say it, and this shouldn't even be a factor in 2018. But Kamala Harris's husband is a white man. What's that the problem with that? Going, I'm just being real with you. I mm-hmm. think that that's going to be a problem for some black voters. I think that if Obama was married to a white woman, he yeah. would not have been president. Okay, I could see that. And especially, but... I think that again in the black community, it's a little bit. They look more harshly on black women who leave, who go outside of their race. I don't know. I disagree. Because I think that when a black man marries a white woman, there's this level of like, damn, you sold out. But if a black woman marries a white man, it's like, yes, girl. Because it would be an issue just just for much, just as much as her marrying a white man, I think would be an issue mm-hmm. is the fact that Cory Booker is not married. Is not married. And that, and just, I'm going to say it, uh-huh. it just, it leads to speculation. Right. Well, I mean. You know, you're a man of a certain age, you don't, you're not divorced, no children, you're not married. It, it, there's questions. But what's the question? Kamala's married. But she's married to a white. See, it's always going to be something. I'm just but telling you. But why can't people be woke? Why does, okay, so why if, and this whole, you know, I hate the woke um, term, but why is it that just because She's married to a white woman. That that's a problem. She's married to a white man. I mean, because <laughs> if she's married but, to a white woman, it'd probably less of a problem. Yeah, but why is it, why is it that she's married to a white man? Because you know, people because people want to see themselves in like in their candidate, and especially you know, but as, as taboo as it is, interracial dating is still a big thing in the black community. But if you, I think if, that she has a hard time pulling the black male vote, and, and, and to a certain extent, even the black woman vote. But black women but come that's out a, to support. They would support her in exactly. much greater numbers than black men, but I think yeah. black men would be looking at her sideways. You know how I feel about that. What about Elizabeth? Elizabeth who? Warren. Mm-mm. Why? Because she's a white woman. Well, no. She actually just pulled out <laughs> well, her Well, she pulled out her Native American card. She said she's, what, 132nd? <laughs> uh, you know I'm not good at she the said, fractions. She said it goes back, what, eight generations? That's a bit much. Like, come on now. Yeah. Sis. But, I mean, <laughs> I feel like... 
I don't think that would would hold her back. I feel like it would there would be enough excitement around a woman of color that it would essentially guarantee the black vote and not necessarily guarantee it, but it would drive people to go out and vote because I think think that's what it was with Obama and no shade. He's a great candidate, but also I feel like he came about at a time where, you know, white people kind of felt like if I don't vote for him, people will think I'm racist. But now they're out here voting for a full racist. I mean, you know, eight but, years after the fact, right? But who do Mind they have to choose? Who do, who do they have to choose between? It was two white people, and I feel like, given if there's a white man and Trump, you know, what are you just hoping to divide the vote to split the vote enough that well, people not people aren't because the black people aren't going to come out and vote for a white man. But they, not in the same way that they're going to vote for Obama. Definitely not. But they come out and vote. They won't. They will. They won't. They came out and voted for Hillary. Well, she won the popular vote, but, you know, in these... Black women were the number one group that voted for Hillary. And white like, women in, were in, the number the one ratio. who voted for Trump. No, they weren't. It was white men. 53% of white women voted for Trump. Okay, but I'm just saying, check your statistics. <laughs> they weren't the number one group that supported him. But I'm saying, as far I'm saying, as because like... Because people self-identify, right? Like, black men, I think, was what? I think only 85% came out in support of Hillary. But wow. also, that's just the ratio of the group. It wasn't the total uh-huh. numbers. My thing is this. Too much is at stake. And I think that the Republicans, they, you know, they play it real obvious. All right. You know, there's a shift. They, could, they, they feel the pulse of the culture. There's mm-hmm. a shift. You know, so let's get this... You know, outsider. Let's get someone who's different. Let's get someone who says crazy stuff, who 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 basically lies to people mm-hmm. and is kind of like these are people with, you know, not the inability to think critically or just have different yeah. education levels. He can kind of play with them and and, and pull on he their definitely emotional pulled on their emotional strings. Strings, yeah. and, and he can just hit like the low hanging fruit. Yeah, and it, and it worked. Even when they try with Palin, you know, oh, let's get the hot chick from Alaska. Is she hot though? She was hot to a lot of people, mm, true. to to their base, mm-hmm. right? Democrats be overthinking stuff. Get yeah. you a nice middle of the road white guy, not middle of the road Tom Kane, because that's where she messed up. That's where she met Tim. Was it Tim or Tom? I don't know. I don't we, know. We remember Kane? That's where she messed up. And so I feel like Hillary should have picked a black running mate. She should have just, you know, she should picked a Latino running mate. Latino? I think so. What was the guy? Um, one of the twins? The twins. Yes. Isn't one of, isn't one of the twins gay now? Is he? I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just... You might need a holler. I don't know. Castro twins. Yeah, the Castro twins. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that... Just get you a nice middle-of-the-road white guy, and then get you a Latino VP. <laughs> but I want a white guy at the top of the ticket, because it's too much to It's risk. too much at risk. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you'll get the engagement from the people of color. I do not think that. Well... I don't know that that makes or breaks votes, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll, we'll see better. how these midterms work. Yeah, because I don't know. The midterms are coming up next week, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Me neither. Yeah. It's nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But then I. <laughs> because, like, I don't know. It's just a lot going on with, you know, the whole Republican Party, and then. Did you see the whole thing about Caitlyn Jenner? Now she's like kind of backtracking her support of Trump. Caitlyn Jenner needs to go have a seat. <laughs> she needs to go. Is sit. she canceled? I don't cancel people. Well, you canceled Kanye a couple weeks ago. Is Kanye a person? It's like, don't no, do, let, that. Let me not do that. <laughs> no, um, no. 
I cancel Kanye because Kanye, what Kanye did was egregious. Caitlyn is just like irrelevant to me. Okay. It's like, okay, girl, go away. Like, you had that little show that got canceled on E. You know, you was running around with all the girls. Yeah. You know, getting in arguments with them, not knowing what you're talking about. Like, Caitlyn, I I, I mean, I respect her transition. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll refer to her as Caitlyn. I would never disrespect her in that way. Right. I think that what Caitlyn did in such a public scale took a lot of courage. Right. And I, you know, admire her for that. But Caitlyn, you still, you know, although you might have transitioned to, you know, the way you feel internally, uh-huh. spiritually, emotionally. Right. Somewhere in there intellectually, you still thinking very much like a white guy. Well. You know, I'm, how do you yeah. live 60 some years of your life as a rich, wealthy white guy? Yeah. And then transition and think your politics are automatically going to change. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. Because I think that now it's it it affects her community. What? She just stepped into the community a smooth, what, four years ago? But still. I mean, so I think that before she could say or she had the ability to say or feel like it did not affect her. Like, oh, you know, he's, I mean, he said some stuff about trans, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. Or, it doesn't, you know, it wasn't really... It didn't hit home until, like, this latest memo. Because, like you said, she's lived in privilege for the majority yeah, of so her she life. She was insulated from a lot she's of that Very stuff. insulated, you know, went from being, you know, a white man to a white woman, has, you know, wealth. And even on the show, they had issues with, with her. Like, how can you, this privileged white person, connect with me? I'm a sex worker and I'm, you know, right. living in the inner city. You have no idea what's going on with right. me, and so like multiple times on the on the show it was just like people because she would go out on like on these speaking tours and she had like her book and everything, and people were just like, "Girl, bye, bye." I'm just mad that she ain't spelled Caitlyn with a K. <laughs> you know, Chris Jenner is mad about that too. Because <laughs> the market this. Why would it be Caitlyn with a C? Did you see that meme? I even hate the name Caitlyn. She should have named herself Karma. I'm still waiting for Karma Kardashian. Yeah, me too. It's coming. You think so? I think so. <sighs> I thought Chloe was gonna name her baby Karma. Oh, but she named the, that poor baby what? True. True. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, oh, that's worse. Yeah. But I mean, the baby's cute. Oh. Kids are off limits. They are, but I'm just saying. But Caitlyn's not. She's been Caitlyn with a K. Right. But I don't know. Did you see that meme where it was like Caitlyn and Kris Jenner sitting together, and she's like, "And I'm gonna spell it with a C." <laughs> <laughs> no, I never saw that. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That is messy. <laughs> messy. Anyway, yes. I'm done with that. Well, let's get to this next category. Category is spooky at the ball. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Days. Realness. Wednesday is Halloween. Yes. So actually, so Saturday was gay Halloween. This past I Saturday. Think Saturday was just everybody's Halloween. Okay. I, don't know, I feel like the Saturday before Halloween. It's just Halloween. It's just Halloween. I don't know. Maybe it's... I mean, I didn't... I mean, what did I do that Saturday? No, I was in the house. I didn't really see much besides, like, people on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Posting their costumes. I didn't even see that much on Instagram. Like, I, I'm thinking, like, because maybe I wasn't, like, involved in it. Maybe I have, like, an out-group bias. Like, I'm not... Because it didn't seem like it was as big a deal this right. year. No, I saw some pretty good costumes on Instagram. Um, mm, like what? Uh, Tiana Taylor, I thought, was very good as Katana. But I'm also... I mean, 
Katana from Mortal Kombat. From Mortal Kombat, yeah. I wish she would have picked Jade because Jade was the black one. Oh, I yeah. remember playing as a kid, but Katana was my second favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Jade. Uh, such a gay boy. I always picked the girls. Always picked the girls. On Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got a black girl. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Feminism at age age. But I don't know. Tiana, I saw the picture. I was just like, stop relying on that body. Mm. That's all she was serving was body. Because all you saw was body. And then it was like, wait, okay, what's her costume? But if your body looked like that. I mean. Right. I would show it off too, but. Well, you have been known to, so let me not. <laughs> we, we, got, we can show pictures. We should post our pictures from. You think? You think so? I don't know. Okay, we'll talk about we'll it. Talk. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll see. You know, I have an image to uphold. True. <laughs> her, her costume was, it was okay. Like, it was cute. It was cute for her. I don't know. I just have so many, I don't know. I have so many different rules for, for Halloween costumes. What are your rules? Number one, don't dress your kids up as current pop, hip-hop stars. Stop. I don't like it. I have enjoyed all the little Cardi B's. <laughs> I'm tired of the Cardi B's. All the little Cardi B's have no. been so cute. Uh-uh. The little one with the purple feathers. Yeah, I saw that one. The little one with the little, like, um, cha-cha diva-like outfit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, from the AMA performance. Did right. you see that one? Yeah, then yeah. you have the one with, like, the big, like, the headpiece, like, the like-it-like-that type Yeah, thing. yeah. I think it's cute. But it's then you adorable. have the one where she's, like, in that black and white shirt. <laughs> she has, like, the little afro. Oh, the meme. Yeah, the meme. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, it's cute, but then it's, like... Like, little kids are supposed to be, like, butterflies and ladybugs and, and cowboys and pumpkins and, you know, dinosaurs. You know, things like that. You should not be dressing your kid up like Cardi B and what's her baby daddy name, her husband name? Ace Rocky? The, the, um, the Amigos. The Amigos? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I think it's called Amigos. Oh, okay. But I'm not really sure. <laughs> We need but to learn people's not. names. If we're going to have a podcast, we should learn the pop culture. I'm, I don't know. I'm still too old. I, I believe it is Migos. Me, like, but it's, but the word is Amigos. But they're not And there's friends. three of them. I so it's like three Amigos, right? But it's just Migos. Okay. Well. M-I-G-O-S. Migos. Ghetto. <laughs> Would you but, say ghetto? <laughs> <laughs> but you should not be dressing your kid up like that. They have no concept. Well, they should not have a concept of who that is. Let me tell you. They do. Stop dressing your kid up as Beyonce. Barney don't exist no more. These kids are not doing lamb chop sing-alongs. They got they Sesame are singing, Street. They are singing Cardi. Mm-mm. You saw Sesame Street just had a whole Game of Thrones um, reenactment. They did? They surely Boy, did. Check that out. She is grown these days. But, for the I children. Mean, no, kids costumes I'm afraid to, to tell you what uh, my nephew's favorite song is. I'm not even going to say it because I'm not going to embarrass him or my family. But the children don't like age-appropriate things they, no That's a problem. That's a problem. Listen, it's just a different day and age. Mm-hmm. Let your, I think it's cute. Let your child be Cardi. No, let your kid be a butterfly, a unicorn, like stuff like that. Like I want to be Britney Spears with the <laughs> panties on the outside of my jeans, Mom. No, no. Your kid dressing up as Christina Aguilera from the Dirty video. No. The Dirty? Oh, that was from Stripped or Stripper. The stripped the album. Strip. But the video the song's called Dirty. Dirty. Yeah. Listen. Mm-mm. I think it's cute. No. I don't think <laughs> it's cute. And then also like if you you need to limit your props also because you you've seen the ones where they dress up like in a full costume and it's like Beyonce standing in her elevator shaft. You okay. know? It's like you have this whole prop set up. Like where are you going with that? Yeah. 
it also, shouldn't be cumbersome. Right. You need to move you need freely. To move within it. Also, like your costume should be recognizable. Okay. And you should be able to explain it in like very simple terms. Like, what's your costume? I'm Black Panther. What's your costume? I'm a Boy Scout. What's your costume? It requires a full sentence. If I'm this and you know I'm this and also like the combined costumes, like you've seen the people where they're like, I'm a zombie Britney Spears. Or like no, oh I'm no. a zombie you know, it's like that stuff doesn't even go. Compound costumes? Yeah. <laughs> like pick one. Like you're a zombie or you're Britney Spears. Right. I know you know, I have my own rules about costumes mm-hmm. that I usually adhere to. I don't do scary costumes. No, I hate Just, those. I don't like to be frightened. Right. I don't like uh, ghoul. Uh, so I don't personally like scary. Mm-hmm. And to me, scary is lazy. Yeah. Because it just, to me, don't have to, there's no finesse there's to no, the execution. Exactly. It's like, let me just pour all this fake blood this on fake myself. Blood on myself. And, and it's it's just lazy to me. Yeah. And wear some shredded clothes. So I don't like scary costumes or like the undead. I um don't do masks because Mm-mm. a bitch needs to breathe. And it gets real right. hot up underneath there. Right. And I really don't do wigs just because I'm not used to having hair. Yeah. And it just gets hot on the neck. Mm-hmm. And most of my costumes are usually very scantily clad. Mine too. It gets hot. But uh, those are pretty much my requirements mm-hmm. for costumes. Yeah. That's just for me. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess what I could say... Let's talk about what we hate in costumes. What we should advise people not, not to, to do. do. Okay. Number one. I think this is worldwide you should not if you are not a person of color ever do blackface any kind of skin darkening not even a bronzer not even a bronzer okay no i agree you should not do any of that i mean well megan kelly doesn't feel that way and she lost her whole damn show lost her but didn't she still get like her bag like, she, she got her ninety six million and Donnie got it. Oh, 69? Yeah. Um, my dyslexia kicked yeah. in. She got her sixty nine million and Donnie got to work. work. I mean, girl. <laughs> but yeah, that's a problem. But like, she, don't ever do but that. She, and I was listening to the back to Megan Kelly. It was just mm-hmm. like she's like, oh, when I grew up, like, bitch, you grew up in the late, you know, in the seventies, in like Connecticut, <laughs> and blackface was definitely not acceptable then nor, nor now. now. So what are you talking yeah. about? Like, just out here, like, gaslighting folks and trying to, like, mm-hmm. just stir up controversy. Like, blackface is never appropriate. Um, but, like, it can get touchy, though, because, like, I remember an episode of, what was it? Real Housewives of mm-hmm. New York and Luann, mm-hmm. the Countess. Deliceps. Yeah. She had, like, a afro. She was Diana Ross, and she put okay. on bronzer. And they were like, bitch, no, you have on blackface. <laughs> and I really didn't think that it was that bad. I was like, all right. Like, she put on, like, it's no different than that. that um, What's that stuff that Rihanna was selling in the summer? That body oh, no. glow stuff that okay. she put on and stuff? Like, like the glittery stuff? or like it's, it's, like a, it's like a body bronzer. Like a bronzer. Like, okay. I'm like, she put on a bronzer. But, but I still had to be like, nah, sis, girl, you can't. Because yeah. the intention behind putting mm-hmm. on the bronzer was to dress up as a character mm-hmm. and you're wearing someone's race as a character. Gabrielle Union was Gwen Stefani for Halloween. Mm-hmm. She didn't lighten her skin and she looked, it was recognizably Gwen Stefani. No, it was not. <laughs> yes, it was. No, I thought it was, it was so cute. I was like, who is, what the dish got on? It was no doubt Gwen Stefani. Mm, no doubt. She looked a fucking mess. Oh my gosh. She did. But you know, I don't feature Gabby, so Ugh, you're just moving mean. on. 
But I don't know. I think that what about hair texture then? Because I think when it when it gets to cultural <laughs> appropriation, where does it stop? You know? Because I feel like if you want to be a disco queen and you're a white chick, you can wear an afro. How, okay, so how about if you're Kendall Jenner and you're doing a photo shoot? Is that an afro? Oh, I saw that picture. That, that was not week. an afro. Like y'all like... need to pick y'all battles. That was not an Child, afro. Yes, Black Twitter needs to pump. The y'all brakes. need to calm it the fuck down. Y'all come at every single yeah, thing. That was not an afro. Ugh. Like. And then, because, like, my thing is the main people talking about that, y'all got 36 inches of Indian Remy in your hair. You got some Brazilian. Her having a teased out wig as an afro. Right. And y'all, you know, all up in arms about that. But you're not looking at yourself to right. say, like, okay, like, this is not my natural hair that I have in my head. Well, you know? I think that it's a really nuanced argument if you're trying to go down the cultural appropriation road. When it comes to the Kendall Jenner picture that came mm-hmm. out, I think that... She looked like the mom from Downton Abbey. She looked like <laughs> my grandmother in the Edwardian. early nineties. Yeah, that's just how women wore their their hair, hair. back then. Yeah. Um. There's plenty of white women who have their hair like that. So mm-hmm. to me, those are people who are just ill-informed, and not educated, for... and just looking for a reason to snap. Right. But I'll never forget. A couple of years ago, I went to Afropunk, and. You know, Afropunk, I really don't really like the event, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. I'm not a fan of paying a whole bunch of money to go sit in the dirt, uh, be, you know, corralled in a faraway, you know, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the dirt. It's hot as hell. Outside? Outside. Mm-mm. In August. No. In Brooklyn. No. It's dusty. No. You want an alcoholic beverage, you have to be in like the little corralled area like cattle. You can't even roam freely with your cocktail. No. You can't hear none of the music. And it's basically just a fashion show. <sighs> And people come there with, like, you know, Afrocentric or Afrofuturistic, whatever, Afro-inspired costumes, if you will. It's mostly, it's all black people. I mean, there's there's some white people there, but it's majority, majority, like a smooth 95 to 98% black. But they have, like, probably no... Right. And I I went and I asked one of my African friends, Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, I'm looking at, you know, getting some, you know, Ankara, and Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, you know, she's like, all right, well, what... Colors, because the uh-huh. colors have meaning, yeah. and the patterns have yeah. meaning. Some were worn for certain ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And me being a black person, yeah, I'm not African. I'm not. I'm African American. I'm black. Yeah, I st- I don't want to culturally appropriate African cultures, right. which I feel like is a the motivation behind a black person doing it is much different than a white person doing it because mm-hmm. I think a black person is trying to connect to. Are they trying to connect? Are they trying to dress up? Heritage, but but sometimes it comes off as you just you dressing up. You're just right. putting on someone else's culture, right? Because that print that you're wearing mm-hmm. is supposed to be worn to a ceremonial funeral, right? Or to a wedding, yeah. Or it has actual meaning and purpose, mm-hmm. and you're putting it on for fashion for a day yeah. to go take pictures at the music festival, yeah. And it was freaking annoying because yeah. I'm like, this is just black people culturally appropriating, and I've themselves. also seen yeah. black people at. You know, similar events or like Coachella pictures with black mm-hmm. people with Indian headdresses. Yeah. Now, I know you might be, you know, 25%. We got some Cherokee in our know, family. I'm Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. I'm Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Uh, My great, great, great grandma is Navajo. You just as Jeep Cherokee we got as some Elizabeth Lumbee. Warren. <laughs> we got some Lumbee Indians in my family. Oh, let's see. Some, some Blackfoot. Mm-hmm. Cree. So, you know. But did you see... Because back to the Afropunk thing, because, like, remember on Basketball Wives when one of the, the African girls, like, the newer girls, she had, like, some kind of Ogum. function. OG. OG. Yeah, they call mm-hmm. it OG. And so they were, like, everyone come in African attire or something oh, like that. Oh, she came with her titties out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so, um, <laughs> but one of the women, they went to go, like, shopping, or they, 
showed up in their outfits and then so Jackie one of the women Christie. was like oh so you know do you know the history behind this this print that you're wearing like you know and so she really so jackie i think it was jackie wanted to get like really educated on because right. she did not want to offend right people who are actually african so she was like you know let me get educated on these prints and like what i'm wearing and these colors and when she approached the other girl about it, she was like I don't know, bitch. It looked cute. Right. <laughs> like, that was it. You know, so... so... It can just be costume. Yeah. But, I mean, it gets touchy. Like, for Halloween, I feel like you have to kind of blur the lines a bit. Mm. If For Halloween, if you want to wear an afro, I'm not going to get mad at you. Right. White girl. If yeah. you, or white guy. If mm-hmm. you want to wear an afro for Halloween. Right. Because I feel like so, hair yeah. is different. Yeah. Like, and it's... As long as you're... I think darkening the skin just to have such That's... a... A historical context. Right. In such an minstrelsy and such yeah, negativity, that's yeah. an absolute no. Yeah. But if you want to do cornrows on Halloween, I'm not really going to pick that battle with you. I think cornrows on a regular day on a white person is well, okay. I think cornrows on nobody is okay. I mean, I mean, they, cornrows look really cute, like the Beyonce kind in the summer when you need a, a sustainable hair to yeah, the pool. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not really a fan of the cornrows. I mean, Colin Kaepernick cornrows look like prissy they look cornrows. Hit. Yeah. Take them off. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, blackface definitely a no. No prop, like limit your props. You can have props, but just like limit them. You can't be walking around with, like a full background. Yeah, it's cumbersome. Yeah. You know what else I hate? I hate when gay guys, well, <laughs> gay guys, gay Halloween has a certain connotation. Yeah. Gay men will wear a speedo or underwear. Mm-hmm. They're on a harness. Now, yeah. when I say harness, it's like we've all seen them. It's like, like this the leather chest, yeah. chest harness that yeah. gay men utilize. In bedroom activity or mm. non-bedroom activity, mm-hmm. um, they will literally throw on like a cop hat yeah. or a firefighter hat, yeah, or like some kind of like one accessory, yeah, to match their underwear and their harness, mm-hmm. and that's their costume. And that's their costume. Hate that. That is not a costume. I mean, stop relying on that body. That's true. That's true. The second, I hate when gay men dress up as a woman. <laughs> And they'll be like, I'm a woman. Like, to me, like a Beyonce? No, 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 no. Just... Like, if you're going to drop Beyonce as a character, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you slide with that. Mm-hmm. You know, Wonder Woman, a character. That's a character. That's a costume. Storm yeah. from X-Men, mm-hmm. a character. Um, You know, Black China. I don't know why oh, I said God. that. A character. Okay. Like, you know, that's one thing. But uh-huh. when gay guys are just like, I'm a girl. Like, just put on a dress. Yeah. And a wig. And they, they just basically do drag. And you know, it's like known that like a lot of people start drag or do their entree into drag mm-hmm. on Halloween. I think it's an easy, like, let me it's slide a, it yeah, in. It's yeah, like, it's an easy way to dip the toe. Yeah. But to me, it's like, to me, if I were a woman, I find that'd be just as, as offensive as putting on blackface. Not just as, but it's similar. I like, can see that, yeah. What is your costume? Mm-hmm. You're just a woman for Halloween? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, but some, I don't know. Some people just, it's a, like you said, it's an easy, you know, kind of excuse to live out my fantasy. I'm going to dress up as a woman this year. But then they don't even become correct. They don't. Like, shave that face. Right. You if know? you want to be a woman, get rid of the beard. Yeah. And the, and the chest hair. And the chest like, if you're going right. to do it, do it correct. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we've exhausted <laughs> Halloween. Well, we are, at the time of this recording, is before Halloween yeah. proper. I stand for Heidi Klum. So. Yeah. I'm wondering what she'll be this year. Um, What was she last year? I don't know. I've been checking her Instagram. She's been posting. My favorite of hers was the Jessica Rabbit. I didn't like that one too much. Really? It she was had a too, lot of prosthetics. It was a lot of prosthetics. Uh, I can't remember what my favorite 
was she the bug last year or was she the old lady last year? No, she no. was. That was both of those were years and years okay. ago. I can't remember because she goes out like all out for her. Yeah, costume. you know, you know, my crush goes all out every year too. Ooh. He was a former judge, Mr. J. Yes, you know, okay. I love me some Mr. J. What was J. He last Manuel. Year? He's always something. He was like some Egyptian, okay, um, god. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Okay, he's just like the prettiest man ever. He aight. He's amazing. Hi, J. Manuel, if you're listening. <laughs> Slide in our DMs. Slide. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for, for Heidi because she usually does bring... I feel like not many of the celebrities kind of went all out um, yet. You mm. know, I think they're waiting for right. Halloween. Right, well... We'll see. All right, well, that wraps up our categories. Yeah, we're done. It was real life this week. <laughs> Again, you know... Slow week. Slow news week. But it's good, yeah. You know, but that's good for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good for our peace of mind. Yeah, you need to... Our mental health and wellness. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into these listener letters. So we have a listener, another listener letter this week. So we want to thank you guys for, for writing in and everything. But before we get to that, a couple weeks ago, we had a poll that we put out on Instagram. We wanted to, because we were talking about that show on MTV called Tattoo Far. And right. the people getting these ignorant tattoos on their, um, on their bodies. So we had a question of, oh, and also Justin had his, uh, update from speed dating and he noticed a neck tattoo on on the guy so so the question was you know does tattoo placement kind of stop you from dating someone and so we put the poll on instagram and the results were that 64 percent of people said they would not date someone with a neck tattoo or excessive tattoos at all. Okay. So. But you, it never defined what excessive was. I mean, excessive is a lot of tattoos. Okay. So 64% of people said they would they not. They would not. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because I think you have to think long term. Like, if you're not into tattoos, that's one thing. And I, I just, think, you know, if you're thinking, like, long term, you, know, you have to look at those two. Again, and to me, it's like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six is even fine depending on placement on placement but when it and size sure but when there's more and tattoo than natural skin right i'm like well how is that going to look in four you know in 25 30 40 right. years yeah you know i'm thinking long term exactly yeah because that's that's how i am a long-term yeah. bitch you know <laughs> that that old saggy body with all the yeah, tattoos yeah to me it's just and I always think like women like what is that going to look like on your wedding day like you can't, you you but know. Some people like that look. You got back tattoos, and you got some you know, people all like of, that Some look. people do, but I was watching. You know, I watched "Say Yes to the Dress," and so this woman was bawling because her daughter had like all these tattoos, like her shoulders, her chest, her back, mm-hmm. and every dress looked horrible on her because she had all these tattoos like showing through the fabric, and she was just like, "I can't well, believe this!" Like it looked a mess. Well, I've seen women who have lots of tattoos, Mm -hmm. and they have looked nice on their wedding day. I think it just depends on the size Mm -hmm. and how you use the dress to kind of accentuate or highlight or hide hide. the tattoos. But yeah, well, thanks, you guys, for responding to our polls. Mm -hmm. We'll try to have more polls and interaction with you on our social media, so please stay engaged. engaging with us. Let's get into this listener letter. All right. You want me to read it, or are you going to read it? You can read it. Okay. 
So this letter comes from Lee. I'm assuming Lee's a woman <laughs> because she, it's spelled Lee, like L-E-I-G-H. Okay. okay. I would venture to say Lee is a woman. Okay. So she says, good morning, Justin and Maurice. I want to say first that I love your show and, sh- and anxiously await the release of your new episodes weekly. I'm writing to get some feedback about my fair weather friend. We've been friends for eight years. She calls when she wants me to house sit, watch her dog, wants to cry on my shoulder about her relationship issues. And, you know, like a true blue friend, I'm there for her. However, when I need a friend to watch my dog or talk about what's going on in my life, she's not there. The relationship is very superficial. She didn't even come to my birthday celebration. Damn. The depth of our relationship is a cocktail at happy hour when she wants to kiki over things that are insignificant unless her life is in turmoil. Then, of course, the focus is on her. I am one who values my friendships, and I have very deep, meaningful friendships, and it is getting increasingly difficult to, re- to maintain these relationships. Friendships should be reciprocal, and I don't feel that this one is. How should I handle this? Wow. You want me to answer? Do you want to, you want to start? You go ahead, because I right. need to process this a little bit. All right. Well, hi, Lee. Thanks for writing <laughs> in. Sometimes I think that you could outgrow friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that you've been friends with this person for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, you really didn't give too much information about what the friendship was like when you started, but you indicated that it's just really kind of surface. You just go to happy hour. You keep it light and fun. Um, but I think the problem intertwines or... or uh, the, the problem happens when the friend takes it deep and she wants to cry on your shoulder, as you said, or talk about whatever turmoil is going on in her life. And I think that, it, again, I think last week we talked about friendships yeah, and different did. kinds of friendships. Mm-hmm. I think that if this were just a friendship that was light and fun and it was just, oh, we go out and get drinks, we chit chat and keep it light and airy, mm-hmm. I'd say maintain the friendship but i think the fact that you're writing us you already know what you need to do yeah. and what you should do and it sounds like the friendship is draining you because it's not reciprocal because the friend is asking you to you know give of yourself emotionally mm-hmm. and help them with difficult times or things that they're going through in their life but mm-hmm. they don't really do that for you right um you know you provide them with services such as you know walking their dog or house sitting Mm -hmm. but they don't do that for you so i think that you need to kind of figure out if you do want to end the friendship to me which it sounds like you do figure out how you're going to go about that Mm -hmm. are you going to sit that friend down and talk to them is that friend going to be receptive to what you have to say Mm -hmm. or you just kind of slowly let that friendship fade to black right those are just things that you need to decide but um again you didn't really say how old you are. You said that you've been friends with this person for eight years. But I think that after eight years, um, you know, it's okay to have a surface relationship. I truly believe that. Um, but it doesn't sound like this one's serving you anymore. Right. Well, I have a different take on that than Justin. Because I feel like, for me, my friend circle... Actually, I wouldn't even call it a circle. It's like a octagon (laughs) at most um so like my my friendships are very close they're very tight like we're ride or die friends like regardless of what's going on we look out for each other 
things like that. I, so I don't do surface friendships. I don't do the let's keep it cute and go to happy hour once, you know, in a blue moon and kiki and, you know, laugh and joke and do this and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I need more than that for my friends. Like, I know, I need to know that if something goes down in my life, you're going to be there for me. And if you've shown, proven, or I just get the feeling that you're not going to be there, then I have to think of, well, how do you value, you you know, how do you value our friendship? But is that a fair expectation? Yes. Because to me, okay, because I guess to, it's a philosophy. Okay, what's your philosophy? I look at friendships like concentric circles. Okay. Right? So I have like, the most interior circle mm-hmm. is like my family. I know I can call my family and I need anything, they're there. I have a very small, small select group of friends mm-hmm. who are in that very inner circle. Right. And if I need anything, they're there. Then you go out to the first tier. Mm-hmm. These are friends that, you know, only the ones in the inner tier, the concentric, mm-hmm. know my deep, my deepest, darkest secrets. Right. Um, you know, I know their dirt. They mm-hmm. know mine. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done crazy shit together mm-hmm. that will never, you know, be spoken of right. again or right. see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deep, deep friendships. I can call, cry to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like the next best thing. They are family. Okay. Then you go to the first tier. And those are people that you're pretty good with, you maintain the, um, you know, regular contact with or irregular contact with. But whenever you pick up, it's mm-hmm. like you, like you left, like, you know, no time passed. Right, all right. Then you get to the second tier. And it's like, okay, these are people that I'm friendly with. I see. They don't really know about my relationship drama. Mm-hmm. They don't really know about my family mm-hmm. turmoil. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we get together... You know, we'll talk about work. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about current events. We'll talk about the other people that we know. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, the tier after that is like <laughs> acquaintances. People that you don't know well. Right. People that will never come to your house. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first th- two tiers can go to your house. Like the four, the third tier is like, you're not coming to my house. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can hang out in the public. Or if I see you, I'll wave. Mm-hmm. Or we'll talk and have a quick discussion at the right. H&M. Mm-hmm. I don't know. H&M. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, at Starbucks right. or whatever. Right. But maybe that's too technical for some folks. I don't know, because I think Lee is, this is probably like a first-tier friend. Like, coming over to my house, watching my dog, crying on my shoulder, things like that. Right. Like, and if you have, if you look at the friendship and you're saying, this is so one-sided. Like, I'm doing all of this for her. I'm extending myself for her. I'm bending over backwards. I'm doing this to be there for her. And when I need this friend, she's nowhere to be found. Like, this bitch didn't even come to Lee's birthday party. Right. Like, girl. She doesn't explain why she didn't come, but it sounds like, you know, there was some situation that happened. And, you know, the to me, I just feel like, and how I deal with friendship is... If I cannot count on you or feel like I can count on you, then we're not friends and we're done. Like I wouldn't even have to, it wouldn't even have to be, you know, this whole discussion, you know, I just keep, my friendships are very important to me. They're very sacred to me. And so I do not use that term lightly. So if you're my friend, we're ride or die. I would not have to question or you, there would be no question. Like I have friends. If I called them tonight and said, this happened, I need X, Y, Z, can you come? They're, they would be here in the, the next day or the earliest right. flight they can get, right. you know? And that is important to me. Like, I, I would not 
waste my time with someone who I feel like would not be there right. if I needed them. And so cut that bitch off. <laughs> like, well, Lee, I'm done. Lee, it sounds like, like you know what you need to yeah. do. You heard two varying opinions. Mm-hmm. Write us back, follow up, let us follow know. Follow up and let goes. us know how it goes. But you know how I feel about that. All right. Well, <laughs> now it's time for one of our last segments. And what's that? I, I said, said what, what I said. said. You want to say your say first, or should I say mine? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to say what they need to say? Say what you got to say first. All right, well, let me go first. Mm-hmm. It's nearing November. Mm-hmm. The temperatures are fastly dropping. It's time to pull out the winter coats. I understand that a lot of you want to be fashionable, <laughs> and you want to, you know, rock your, your ASOS and your H&M and your Zara. But I take issue with, with one main thing. What's that? Faux. <laughs> I hate faux. I mean, I actually like faux, the soup. Or pho. 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 Yeah. Faux fur? Absolutely not. Mm. Vegan leather? It's not leather. You know, that's my whole problem with vegans, you mm-hmm. know? They're vegan is like, problematic anyway. Vegan chicken. It's not chicken. It's not chicken. Vegan... You know, just you're eating chemicals. Chemicals. Yeah. You're eating cauliflower that's in barbecue sauce. It's not (laughs) vegan chicken wings. Like, just stop trying to be something else. If you're vegan, you give up. You have to accept that you gave that up. Give it up. You're not eating chicken no more. Mm -hmm. And I get that, you know, especially in the day and age of fast fashion, Mm -hmm. that, you know, people can wear their faux fur and. You know, technology now really does have faux fur looking very close to actual fur. But my problem is is I don't like faux fur. fur. I don't like vinyl. Um, But people are increasingly wearing it. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, PETA feels like they're just winning and on top of the world. I hate PETA. Well, PETA's problematic in many ways. Because they're just, they're very extreme. They're too aggressive with that. Very aggressive. It's like... Pump your brakes, yeah. Peter. And I'm a vegetarian, so... But you're not a vegetarian for the animals. No, I'm not. Right. But it's like, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, the city of Los Angeles has banned the sale of fur. Are you serious? Yes. It, it's, it's getting serious. And now there's, like, lots of designers mm-hmm. that are also banning um, fur from their lines. Mm-hmm. Burberry, Michael Kors, uh, Donatella Versace. Mm-hmm. Giorgio Armani, uh-huh. Gucci, like these are big, big brands um, that are now banning mm-hmm. fur in their line. Um, you know, Anna Wintour has been under attack for the use of fur. You know, magazines and publications in the fashion industry are no mm-hmm. longer incorporating fur. And I think that there's been the shift culturally because people feel like the synthetic furs are a lot more realistic looking now. And you can do a lot of fun things in terms of color. Yeah. Uh, with purple and green and pink mm. and non-natural mm-hmm. colored furs. But this is my thing. All y'all out here trying to save the animals mm-hmm. is a counterintuitive thought. Right. Because... because the fur that you're wearing is made of plastic. Right. So you're Let's talk about that. ruining the oceans. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, but I'm a person who I value people mm-hmm. over animals. Mm. And I I mean I'm a dog owner. You are. Um, we both are. Yeah, I don't like when they go. You know, when people go to the African safaris and shoot the big game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's horrible. Yeah. Like I 
I'm, I think I'm pretty much an animal. I don't like. I don't even like to go to the zoo because when I go to the zoo, I get really, really sad. Yeah, yeah. So I do think I'm an animal lover. I can see that. But I also have sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to rock a chinchilla, or if you want to <laughs> wear like a beaver coat because they're like, you know, invading the swampland. Because some animals are really invasive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to kill them animals for like. Crowd control or whatever it's called. You know what I'm saying? I like, what you mean, yeah. Not crowd control. But you know, basically. You got to keep the animals out of gym pop. But sometimes yeah. they can infest certain areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand that. I know that a lot of the animals that are killed for fur coats mm-hmm. are, it's it's insidious and it's cruel and it's inhumane. And that's a whole that's nother discussion. Thing. Yeah. But I still do not um, promote the use or... The proliferation that there seems to be of faux fur. Yeah. Because these furs are not biodegradable. They're not. And all y'all out here trying to say to animals, what about saving the world the for world. your grandchildren? Yeah. Because these furs are mm-hmm. not going to be able to break down and they're going to pollute not. the they're oceans. Plastic, it's yeah. literally you're wearing a thousand plastic bags. Yeah. It's bad for the it's bad for the environment. Yeah. It's um bad for making them. Yeah. And to me, I'm just the kind of bitch where it's like <laughs> I, I don't like fake shit. No. Like, bitch, you out here in a fake fur. I know it's, you know, you know it's, it's fake. fake. Like, how do you feel about yourself yeah. knowing it's fake? Yeah. Like, remember the episode of Sex in the City mm-hmm. when Carrie was in LA and they went to the Gucci, um, yeah, they went she was to the buying man's them trunk. purses at the man's trunk. And she was like, ooh, you can get, you can get all, you can get five Prada bags yeah. for the price of one. And she looked at those sad little Prada sad. bags in the trunk of that mm-hmm. man's car and she couldn't do she it. Couldn't. Like, I wouldn't feel proud about myself yeah. walking around here trying to sell off a fur like it's a real but one. But they look real. But some people, but you know it's. But fake. some people know it's like fake, yeah. and you know, and there's certain furs that are sustainable, like mm-hmm. alpaca, you yeah. know, like they just shave the animal, they don't kill the animal mm-hmm. for its pelts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just don't like fake fur. I don't like fake leather. Yeah. it can't possibly keep you warm at all. It's cold. It's, it's cold, mm-hmm. and I just. I'm, I, it's an unpopular opinion. I don't care. Yeah, Peter's probably gonna come from my neck and try to slaughter me, but. Let fur be fur. Yeah. Or, or find some other name for what you're wearing because it's not it's fur. It's not fur. Yeah. Fur don't come in, 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 in <laughs> on hot blue. Is hot blue even a color? Yeah, it is. Or, or purple. Yeah. Or green. Walk around here looking like Barney. Get Like, I don't know. And also the other thing about real furs mm-hmm. is like, it's a status symbol. Yeah. And the problem with fast fashion and companies like Zara and mm-hmm. H&M is that they make all these in, in Fashion Nova things. Oh, God. Is that they make really, really cheap clothes. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't understand the problem for the environment that mm-hmm. that is in terms of production of all these clothes yeah. that people wear two or three times and, and throw, throw away. away. And what that does for landfills, what that yeah. does for pollution. But also, like, if you're buying three and four faux furs mm-hmm. because they're really cheap. They're very cheap, yeah. And you want the fashion moment. What you're not understanding is that it's only polluting the environment more. Think about it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's still not a real fur. Yeah. To me, fur has always been a status symbol. Like, yeah. I'm Aretha Franklin and I'm going to sing this song <laughs> at the Kennedy Center Honors and throw, throw my, my fur. fur. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm just throwing the wealth on the floor. But also like, Opulent. I think that, you know, back in the day, women would buy their fur mm-hmm. and that was a family heirloom. When, yeah. when I died, you're My passing fur, that you pass on. that fur yeah. on. So it also, like, it, you have to understand, like, for every fur, like, mm-hmm. furs get reused. Yeah. Or they get sold to consignment shops mm-hmm. and people rewear them mm-hmm. because they can last for a really long time. For a long time. That plastic you're wearing, mm-hmm. that acrylic is going to f- get all fuzzy and yeah. ball up. It's not going to sustain itself right. like a real fur that's right. kept in good condition. Yeah. So I'm an advocate for fur. I said what I said. <laughs> and I dare you to come for me. 
we can have this argument till the cows come home. Not the cows, they're vegan. Well, I'm going <laughs> to eat the cow. Is it Wagyu beef? Shoot, you know my favorite um, character in the Disney movies when I was a children was Cruella the Vil. Oh, so maybe yeah. I'm just an evil ass. 101 Dalmatians, you are. I'm, I'm trying to just kill the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> horrible no not the puppies domesticated animals yeah that's horrible well i said what i said you said said what you said my i said what i said this week is a bit heavy and so i'm gonna preface this with saying that i understand that substance abuse involves a lot of issues psychologically physiologically in society Things like that. Addiction is a disease. Addiction is a disease. However, comma. (laughs) Tread lightly, please. (laughs) I'm trying to. I'm trying to, you know, choose my words. So, your boy, number 45, recently announced this whole initiative in order to increase addiction um, awareness and protocols in order to stop this, this opioid epidemic. He's getting a lot of backlash because, well, the majority of people who suffer from the opioid epidemic are non-minorities. Okay. (laughs) So this also goes back to like, you know, because it draws parallels to the crack epidemic. Right. In like the 90s and 80s and 90s things like that and so the dis uh, it's just this whole kind of double standard or disproportionate support for the opioid epidemic which primarily affects you know white people in the 90s when there was the crack epidemic there was this you know sentence these people these people are addicts let's get them off the streets let's get them in jail they're committing crimes to get these drugs and you know very harsh policies to criminalize their addiction but now we have this overwhelming support for people who who are opioid addicts so the terminology now is that they're victims of the opioid crisis right and it's this, you know, kind of soften, let's treat them with kid gloves and, you know, get them help and get them support and, you know, do all these things rehabilitation, for them. As rehabilitation opposed as opposed to punishment. Like you're, you know, on crack in the 90s, you're going to jail. Right. You know, you're But do you at all getting think your fentanyl that potentially now the reason that there's been this change in approach um, I mean, it's not timely, right? Because of the demographic that it affects. Mm-hmm. Right. However, do you think that one, it's because we've learned from the ills. Don't do that. No. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because we learned from the ills of what happened during the crack epidemic? Or do you believe that it's possibly potentially because those who are in power or those who influence politicians and policies right. are more aligned with this epidemic right and it affects them so mm-hmm. now they they feel the need to have this softer more they have human this more sympathy and, yes that's what it is i think i feel like it's the people in power are more sympathetic because it's their 
you know, their cronies, as people who are, you know, in people their... people they can identify with. They can identify with. as people who are in their their voter base, basically, right. who are affected by this. And so it's just even the down to the wording of you're a crack addict versus... Well, I thought you were just going to say crackhead. Well, <laughs> versus you're an opioid victim. Right. And it just goes to this whole kind of shift from... And yeah, you know, part of it could be due to we learned our lesson in the 90s not to, you know, victimize and demonize these mm-hmm. people, but it just raises a lot of questions to me that now that this, you know, addiction primarily right. is for, you know, white people and now they're the victims. Mm-hmm. Whereas well well how do you think that we can as as you know, we're talking with politics it seems right. a lot. Again. But like I think that it's about just reinvesting, right? And trying to almost give... I know reparations isn't the right word, but I'm, I'm, I'm missing the actual terminology. I, I can't... I'm drawing a blank on what the actual word is. It's mm-hmm. like... It's not justice. It's not... It's not, it's not I'm, anyway. Okay. I'm going to explain what it is. But right. it's basically like, in order to correct the wrongs and the ills of the past, mm-hmm. what we need to do is we kind of have to invest in the black communities that the crack epidemic ravaged we have to you know but opioids aren't affecting them but as much they're not affecting them as much but what is still affecting black communities is what the crack epidemic exactly done. yeah so in order to have restorative justice that is what i was thinking of mm-hmm. restorative justice is that while simultaneously trying to treat or handle the opioid crisis in a more in a more uh, gentle way, right. we simultaneously invest in the communities that were devastated by the crack epidemic. They're not doing that, and that's not going to be done. Mm-hmm. But I, in an ideal world, I think that that's what would be done in terms of restorative justice and giving those people training and um, giving those people job opportunities and mm-hmm. investing financially in those communities and then helping people who were in prison due to the effects mm-hmm. of those policies and it's not being done but ideally I think that that's what would should be done no, I can't cause... say I can't say treat people harshly just because we did that to one group in the past right because right? that, that's just re you know it, it almost seems like retribution right but oh, how can we make things right for the group that we previously wronged without wronging the current group now. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think it 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 gives too much preference to the current group, which is pre- predominantly white, because you can't go back and find every person you sent to jail cuz you know, they might be dead, they might be, you sure. know, but you can try to do but, your best to make it right. But they're not doing that. But, and that's the problem. And they're putting like these Narcan, I think it's called Narcan. Mhm. Um, kids and things in like public libraries. Ain't nobody shooting up in the public library. Oh, yes, they are. Are they? You don't live in Philadelphia? <laughs> Child, let me tell you, on my daily I don't commute, go to the library. I see people uh, tipping on the train to work, tipping down Broad Street. Then why are the, the kids not on the subway? Why are the kids not, you know, downtown, at, you know, on the corner? They're in the public library. Because people go there to sleep. Because it's warm. Child, anyway, this category is getting a lot heavy. <laughs> this is, I said what I said, and I'm well, saying this is some bullshit. All right. Dumb. I'm sure there are a lot of people who agree with you. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's get into our tens, 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 tens across the board. the board. Do you want to go first? Yes. Go ahead. Hit us with a ten. 
Who got all tens this week? All tens. It's hard, you know. It is hard because you know, I mean, just it's a lot going on. I don't often give out a ten. You don't. I didn't give out a ten last week. So I hope you have one this week. I do. Okay. Good. So first, my tens. I'm giving tens to the women of South Fulton, Georgia. What they do? So what they are doing is they are revitalizing the criminal justice system. I read an article that in this city, which is a newly organized city. It's a new city? It's a, basically a new city, yeah. It was an Atlanta suburb, but they um, incorporated themselves as a, a town, basically. Okay. Got um, it. So you know, now they have a mayor, they have city council, like things like that. Okay. So I read this article, and it was about the women of the criminal justice system. They have a black judge, they have black woman um prosecutors defense attorneys even down to like the bailiffs and like the public defender the public defenders like everyone in the the majority of the people in the criminal justice system are black women it's admirable because they are doing a lot of efforts to reconnect the criminal justice system to the community and because what we have seen, you know, in, in recent times is just, you know, this hate building um, criminal justice culture where that pits the community against the police, against, right. you know, everyone in the criminal justice system. And so in this new city, what they're doing is having what they call a community oriented court system mm-hmm. is what. So they go out into the community, they educate the people about criminal justice, about the law, about court proceedings and plea processes like just basically just um the court system in general and they also implemented like this very extensive um, pre-trial intervention program where they're trying to reduce the number of people who go to jail for like minor offenses right. and so what they do is get people to you know like do community service and attend classes and things like that so that they're not exhausting like the Um, criminal justice system for like minor minor kind of crimes and infractions yeah and so they also have a program where if you can't afford to pay like your fines like if you commit a crime you know you get you have to pay a fine if you can't afford to pay it then you can you know work basically to pay off the the fine so um, at a rate of like $15 an hour, which I think is very Okay. Yeah. And so... That's um, more than McDonald's. (laughs) Right. So, you know, this is very... It's very good thing what they're doing because they want to treat the criminal justice system, um, you know, with, like, compassion and care and really thoughtful for their community. And it kind of, like, plays into how I feel because to give the listeners, um, like, a backstory, my mom is a police officer. Uh And so that you know has colored my perceptions and my interactions and my thoughts about you know doing right versus wrong and you know the police culture as a whole and so um just the fact that so many black women are focused on their community and involved in you know building up the relationships necessary for you know, reducing crime and getting people involved and connected and things like that. I think it's a very, you know, great thing that they're doing in South Fulton, Georgia. 
So that's my tens for the week. Tens for the women who are restructuring the yes. criminal justice system. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Congrats to y'all. <laughs> yes. Category is giving you a ten. Tens. All right, well, my, my ten this week goes to um, actually, in full honesty, I was gonna hit y'all <laughs> with another tens for her royal highness, another Duchess one, a Sussex. You're right, but I know y'all are tired. But I've been getting my own life just watching her on this Australian tour mm-hmm. and of Oceania. But I'm not gonna tire y'all out with that. So this week, I'm giving my tens. Well, I would. I guess it's just more current. But I would. I was gonna give my tens to new two New York rappers. Cardi B was giving coats <laughs> to the kids. Did you just spit up your? Oh my god! <laughs> I just spit up your drink. <laughs> oh my god! There's red blood all over the table. I don't know what the hell I say. Oh my god! Tens doesn't go to you. No. Tens across the board. Before I was so rudely interrupted with this one spitting his drink at me. Goes to two New York rappers. First of all is Miss Belcalis Almanzar, also known as the Cardi B, because she gave the children coats. She what kind of coats? <laughs> they, they were not faux fur coats. They were not faux leather coats. They was not faux vinyl coats. They was coats to keep the children warm. Warm. So she gave the children in the Bronx the coats. Thank you, Cardi B. Keep the children warm. Because you know children need a new winter coat they every do, year. every year. Because they, they grow fast. <laughs> so thank you for getting the children the coats. Continue that. My second goes to a, a former rapper or Ooh. producer. Who? Puffy, Diddy, whatever oh, you want to uh-uh. call him. Nope. You know, nope. I know that he's been going through the things with, with his own lady. What was her name? Cassie. It's me and you. You know? Um, mm but he just decided to donate one million, which doesn't sound like a lot for what he Not got. For him, but you yeah. know, it's more than what I'm donating. So I'm gonna give him a tens to the children. See, the theme is the children, keeping the children warm to get to school and then keeping them educated. Let me finish my tens. Okay, because I got some things to say. Because he's donating one million dollars to Capital Prep Schools, which is a free public charter school network that's currently operating out of Harlem and Bridgeport, Connecticut. The school will now open its new branch in the Bronx. See the connection with the coats? So the kids who's getting the coats can now go, go to, to school. school with their coats on. Right. Okay. Now, who did the book bag drive? You know, we got to keep the kids together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the school's going to be operating uh, first with 6th and 7th graders. Uh, and then it will uh, eventually, within the next five years, serve 650 students from 6th to 11th grade. I have watched a lot of documentaries and read a lot about education. Education is something I kind of care about, but don't get too, too involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. Steve Perry actually opened these schools, and he's, like, really big in the education world. If you know anything about education, people know who Dr. Steve Perry is. Okay. But I just think it's awesome that, you know, celebrities and Diddy, you know, Mm-mm. give a million dollars to these kids. No. Help these kids. Why are you mad that the kids are getting an education in a coat? Well, Diddy, the person who started the Vote or Die campaign well, that's kind of back in drastic. The, well, he started it, but then he admitted that he doesn't even vote. Well, nor does your boy Kanye. So you can Neither does Colin on. Kaepernick, so don't even start. All right. So, well, well how are you going to start well, a vote or take over my How are you going to start a vote or die? How and then you, you don't take even over vote. My okay, I'm sorry. Rue. My bad. Continue. So my ten still goes to Diddy and his one million dollars. Thank you for donating to the children because you believe the children are the future. 
teach them well. Teach let them to them vote. Lead the way mm-hmm. in their Cardi B coats that are not full fur. <laughs> Thank you. Tens, tens to tens. I guess. Anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, um, I think that's pretty much what we had this week that's all we got ain't got no more right all right so yeah you guys want to thank you for listening to the show yes again remember i'm just gonna have a quick quick talk with y'all before we let y'all go (laughs) we need y'all if you are listening to us if you are in brazil if you are in france if you are in russia sweden if you are in sweden toronto if you're in uh toronto if you're in california subscribe i'm gonna walk y'all through (laughs) See, you're going to go to your little app on your phone. You're going to find a purple app. It looks like a man that has a whole bunch of circles or halos going around him. Underneath it, it says podcast. You're going to click on that podcast. In the bottom right-hand corner, you're going to go to the little uh, magnifying glass. Click on that bad boy. You're going to type in category is. That's spelled C-A-T-E-G-O-R-Y. Space. I-S. Hit search. Hit search. Now, y'all know our logo. It's the black, you know, the black background with that gold C. Real sexy, real grown. Grown and sexy. Click on that bad boy right there, okay? That brings you to our page. And it's going to have all our recent episodes. You're going to scroll right on down. And first, what you're going to do is you're going to rate us. Five stars. Five stars. That's all we accept. If they gave us ten, we'd be doing that. Hit us with a five star. At the bottom, it says write a review. Just click on that. Write something real nice. So at the top of the page, you're going to see a purple circle with three white dots. Click on that purple circle with the three white dots. And then you're going to go to the very top button where it says subscribe. Click that one time. Join the family. We want you over here at Category Is. Join the conversation. Ain't no membership fees. Ain't no late fees. Ain't no annual dues. It's free. Join us. Subscribe, (laughs) like, rate, and review. Yes. And we're going to see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye now. Bye. Subscribe.